So as Pastor Jason shared earlier, we have been working um, through this Christmas season, we've been working on a series, Carols for the King. So this, this tonight is continuing on in this series. And we've had, a number of, we've had an opportunity to look at a number of classic Christmas carols that we all know and love. But I, I do have one gripe about this series. This series has neglected all of my favorite Christmas carols. There, there has been no Jingle Bells, Batman Smells. I don't, I don't know how we missed that. Um, um, Grandma Got Run Over by a Reindeer. We didn't cover that one yet. And, uh, and then, of course, the best, the best Christmas carol ever written, You're a Mean One, Mr. Grinch, which is phenomenal. I don't, how, how did you miss that? Um, so may, maybe next year, maybe next year we'll, uh, we'll pick up the series with all the forgotten Christmas carols. Um, so instead of those greats, tonight we're going to look at Hark the Herald Angels Sing. Now, obviously I'm just playing. Hark the Herald is one, one of the classic, probably one of the greatest Christmas carols of all time. And for good reason. And for good reason. Because the song is just that rich. Right? It's just that rich. And so we're going to take a little bit of time then to look at that tonight. Now, Hark the Herald, that, that was actually written by Charles Wesley, which many of you are probably familiar with Charles Wesley, either due to his own prolific hymn writing or possibly due to just his more famous brother, John Wesley, who's credited with founding the Methodist Church. Charles was born in England, um, the 18th child of Samuel and Susanna Wesley. The 18th child. That wasn't a typo. That 18th child of Susanna Wesley. He was educated at Oxford and became an Anglican cleric and following in his, um, following in his father's footsteps. And then after, after becoming a priest, he then traveled to, uh, to the United States to become a missionary, specifically to Georgia. There, along with his brother John, they served and pastored for, for the period of about one year. Now, it was only one year before they were turned back because they had had so many difficulties uh, ministering there in Georgia. It was, a, it was a very difficult time for the both of them. So they returned. And, and about two years later, by his own testimony in 1738, he would finally experience true conversion. He would become a Christian about two years after being a missionary, having already been an Anglican priest, right? Um, according to him, it happened as a response to the book of Galatians, which we actually just went through as a church recently. He, uh, he was reading and studying through the book of Galatians, going through Martin Luther's commentary on it, where he was impacted by, by faith alone. And just by the beauty and the magnificence of faith alone. Up to that point in time, he realized he'd really been relying upon his own efforts, upon his own works. But there, studying the book of Galatians, he realized his own works amounted to nothing. It was really about what Christ had done for him, not what he had done for Christ. And that, that had a huge impact on Charles Wesley and what he did. Within 24 hours, Charles Wesley, of Charles Wesley becoming a Christian, he had already written his first hymn then. And, and that would begin his prolific hymn writing career. Over the course of his life, he would publish over 6,000 hymns. 6,000 hymns. And the one we're looking at tonight, Hark the Herald, is probably one of the most famous ones. That was written only a year after becoming a Christian. Um, so he first published Hark the Herald in 1739. Uh, the original version of the carol actually was not Hark the Herald. That, that was a name that was later given to it. The original version was actually named after the first line of the song, which was Hark, how all the welkin rings. 
Hark how all the welkin rings. Now, if you're anything like me, you have no idea what welkin means, which is one of the reasons why it ended up being changed, because no one knew what welkin meant. So they had to change the line so that people could understand. Um, welkin is old English for, for all the heavens, basically, for the heavens. So, so it's basically more along the lines of let the heavens ring, let all the welkin ring. Now, it was actually changed by one of his close friends, by George 